All right. Well, <laughs> welcome back to the Always Forward podcast with uh, my man, Vince Rocco Vargas. Welcome back, brother. It's been a while. It has been a while. Well, I saw you at the core medical event, but no, yeah, no, no. we haven't really done a podcast. Uh, we, the last one we did was literally a phone call that we recorded and then launched on the podcast. It was years ago, bro. Years ago. I still get messages about that. Yeah, I get messages about that podcast. Yeah. So first I want to say, if you don't know, I mean, Jesus, at this point, if you're my audience and you don't know who Vince Rocco Vargas is, um, I mean, you're just, one, you're just fucked up. Let's just get that straight. The man's an yeah. army, army ranger, uh, former Bortac uh, paramedic, right? Or, or I, was medic? Bor- I was a Borstar, Borstar. I was a Borstar agent attached yep. to Bortac, yeah. Um, and now, you know, writer, musician, dad, freaking badass dad, husband, actor, writer. What? Let me ask you a question, Vince. Is there something that you don't do? Is there a thing that you don't do? I don't wash dishes. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't wash one. dishes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do laundry. My wife does laundry. No, no. You know, um, if you kind of look at all the space that I currently do, it, it's involved in the creative space. And so that's where I feel very content. Yeah. Happy with. You know yeah. What I'm saying? And so I try and keep it in that space. Look at writing is writing. So writing music, writing books, writing scripts, writing poetry, you know, creating speeches, it's all writing. So for me, that's kind of like, I, I try and live in that space now. Dude, you're crushing it. And congratulations, uh, a, a new season of Mayans. Um, Thank that you. Just, that's, that just went, like that just went public. How, how did that, like, how did you find that out? Can you say how, when, when you found out? So, yeah, I've had calls back and forth about what, what's happening. We all kind of text each other. We all kind of see, you know, and then uh, we went to Comic-Con in San Diego and that's where we got the official season five. But so, there, there had to have been like rumors, right? Like you were like whispers. Well, yeah, you know, I had calls with um, the creator Elgin. I was like, hey man, what, what's the deal? I'm trying to, you know, do I need a jump ship? Do I need to start calling my <laughs> reps and say, yo, find a new show? You know what I mean? Like, cause because for us, the way we get paid is right. It's, it's the show, you know, yeah, and then yeah. outside the show, when you're under contract, it's harder to land gigs. Like bigger shows don't want to hire you because you're like, dude, you're under you're contract. Tied, you're, tied, you're tied up. Right. Right. So I'm like trying to figure that out. And uh, he said, you look, bro, we're, we're, we're still negotiating what that looks like. And I'm like, dog, that don't feel good for me. You know right. what I mean? I got, and then, uh, I got a bunch of mouths to feed, homie. <laughs> Yeah, dude, you know, and so uh, when Comic-Con went down uh, and they said it, it was just kind of like that, okay, cool. I thought it was, I felt it was, I kind of had the hints it was, but hearing it was like, I texted Chris, Chris right away. I said, season five, we're good. Let's do it. You want me a little louder? No, no, a little no, louder? I'm just turning me down. Okay, good. Um, so, dude, last season... Um, and it was actually brought up at Comic-Con, which I thought was awesome, right? Some, I don't know who it was, but somebody yeah. randomly, somebody randomly brought up specifically last season and your parts and, and why that the veteran aspect was thrown in there. And, uh, yeah, bro, like I met, I messaged you after I was like, that was, that was, that was a, a lot. That was a lot. I Thank was you. heavy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, why did you. Why did you push for that? I know because I know you push for that. 
Why, what, what was the, yeah. what was the intent behind that? And, uh, and then tell me about the experience of having to kind of relive even, I know I get it. It's acting right. But for you, that is, that's real. Yeah. And it's kind of, so it's like two part, you know, if it didn't make sense for the show, I wouldn't have pushed it. Right. Yeah. But they already mentioned my character was a veteran. And I said, well, look, if he's a veteran, here might be a good storyline we can go towards, right? We can talk about the post-traumatic stress thing. We can talk about all that. They were like, that sounds interesting. Write some stuff up. We'd love to hear kind of your content. And I sent them a lot of stuff about my own life. Like, here's my story. Here's stuff I've written that no one, no one ever sees, right? It's my therapeutic writing to myself. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But like, I'll, I'll let you into that side of me. And a couple of the writers were like, damn, I, I, are you sure you'd want to talk about this? I said, I would, I would love to play with it. Yeah, I think it's important. But, you know, a little bit of selfishness was like, tell that story because I think it'd be easy for me to do as an actor, but as well as I think there's so much value in that, right? Yeah. Like the, the, the following that I've had for all these years with Article 15 and all that whole thing, that's a veteran law enforcement community that follows me more than anyone, right? Like right. If you look at the demographics on social media, it's like, how could I kind of continue to pay homage to that and show that, you know, I have not forgotten where I've come from? than to continue telling that story. You know what I mean? And on the biggest platform in the world, on the biggest show at the time, right? Yeah. And so I just kind of, you know, I guess I planted the seeds um, and, it, and it ended up making sense for them to entertain that idea. And as the season came around, the calls were like, are you sure we can use this? I'm like, yeah. Um, and as it got closer, it gave me anxiety of like, oh my God, I can't believe we're doing this. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, as much as I probably don't have the pressure, as much as I give myself, I give myself a lot of pressure. Like the, the community's counting on me, of people counting on me, not just my wife and kids, but like yeah. people. Um, and I and I and that weighs heavy on me. And so I want to make everyone proud. But not only that, I I still can't. I still was having trouble considering myself an actor, right? I still had trouble saying like people say, "What do you do for a living?" I'm like, "Well, I uh, a, a you know bit, a little bit of imposter syndrome." Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. like. I say a little bit, it's, it's a lot of it, right? And so this season, like third season, I had some opportunities as an actor to do my thing, and I felt really good about it. It was a good stepping stone to where it was going to go. And it was also, minds, you know, and network were like, well, let's see if you can do it. And so everything they threw at me, I did. And they were like, good, let's, let's see more, you know? Uh, and so season four came around, and I was like, damn, they went all in on this, and I'm, I'm excited about it. You know, I was nervous, but I was excited. It's like the same feeling you get right before a mission. You're like, Ooh, yeah. this is kind of scary. Let's go. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so as yeah. the, as the first scene happened that we did with the veteran friends at the, at the, um, at the house, there's a little house party. We're doing the scene. The first thing we shot with me and Ray inside the, inside the house. And, um, you know, we did a few takes of it and then I pulled Elgin to the side. I said, do you mind if I, if we push this a little harder? He goes, go for it. I said, okay. So I talked to the writer. I said, here's what I want to do. Is that cool? She said, cool. It's Elgin's a creator and writer. And then there's a writer specific to that episode. So out of right. respect and, and kind of the echelons of like, like uh, the hierarchy of how the set goes, I had to just kind of get the thumbs up from them. Say, hey, is it cool if I kind of push her a little bit? They said, yeah, yeah. So I went to uh, Ray, the, act the actress's name is Erica. Um, but the, ca the character she plays is Ray. And I said, keep going. Dig deeper into the Muslim thing. Just, just go. And we did that last take and she just boom, kept, kept hitting what you don't see. It's cut around it. She just hit. Yeah. Hit. Yeah. yeah. 
And then, and then it gets to the cut where I just look at her and my eyes glossed over. Right. Like there's a lot to be said in that moment that wasn't said. Right. But all of us who know it, were like, bro, I know what you I know exactly where you're at. You pushed, you, know? you, pushed, and, you pushed, you pushed, you pushed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. so then boom, we go outside in the whole other scene, but that little moment dude was, was one, the director was like, dude, what the, the writer was like, you're a real actor. You just, you just felt what you needed to do. You asked us and you went and did it. And it was amazing. And I was like, dude, thank you. Right. Like the confidence feel good to know. Like I understand what my job is and what my role is and how to, how to try and make that better for the show, for everyone, for my family, for everything. Right. But when that, sh- when it came out, I have no idea how it's going to be received. I know no idea how it's going to get cut. Right. You right. Like I'm just like, edited. right. Right. And so me and Christy are watching. I said, this is the scene. So hopefully it does well. And we watched it and she was like, babe, that was really good. I'm like, she says I'm good at everything. So it's like, okay, thanks. Babe. <laughs> it is- you, love, you love me. So <laughs> yeah. 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 You're going to say that, you know, you're my biggest fan and I love her for that, you know, but yeah. the Twitter, the Twitter just popped off. Dude. The Twitter went, bah, 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 and then Facebook, bah, bah, and then veterans are hitting me up. And I think I woke up with close to a thousand messages from veterans saying like, dude, and it's crazy to me because I'm like, that was nothing, right? I didn't even get a chance to show enough, but I did show everything as well, right? Yeah, like yeah. just through my eyes. And like, I think so it's also, that, I think it's important because at, like you said at the beginning, it's like you're rep, you're representing a very real thing um, that, you know, it's a stage that people go through, right? That, you know, and, and we hope that we they have the network and the, courage and the strength to get past that stage and, and to go on to successful yep. stages like we have, but it's a very real stage. And I think to, to show that, to, to get, to yep. shine some light on that stage, because like, like we think, we think that veteran issues and, and that stage is, is public, but the reality mm-hmm. is it's just public to our community. We know about to our it, world to our world. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you bump into like regular people. They have no freaking clue what's going on. They have, they have no comprehension of how dark that, that stage in life can be. Um, yeah. but you just shined a huge spotlight on it on a, like a essentially an international level. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I think no, that's, and, and I think that's the reason why like, it's like, Oh dude, Benny's looking out, man. Like that's a, like, Hey, this is a real thing that people have to go through yeah, man. and they need help for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's gorgeous. And, you know, and then, you know, later on, one of the episodes, it gets even heavier and it's beautiful. Dude. And it's, and it's, and it's uh, an opportunity that I never in a million years thought I'd be uh, having that, that platform to do. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's a dream of mine to continue to tell veteran stories through whether I'm producing it, whether I'm creating documentaries, whatever it is, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a dream of mine to continue to, to be a voice for our community. But you know, not only our community, but everything else that's near and dear in my, my world, right? It's not just about my veteran side. I have a family, right? Mm-hmm. I've written things about them. I've, I've played baseball. So like in my, in my, in my goals in Hollywood is to continue to pay respect to my troops. Yeah. And it's not just the veteran world, but everything. And right now I think it's important to be a voice for the veteran community. And FX gave me the chance, man. And, and I hope it continues and, until the existence of, of, of the character Gilly is, is, is no longer. Which those, uh, those characters tend to come to a violent end. Um. <laughs> yeah, every, yeah. Everyone, everyone knows what to expect. And, and, and we all know that 
you know, it, it could be, it could be tomorrow at the end uh, of it. I right. Mean, at the I same mean, time. And who knows? Yeah. I, I look at Gilly and I see similar, I see similar, I see similar characters and sons and I'm like, mm, I, I don't know where this is going to go, but I have a feeling <laughs> where the road's going to go. But that's, that's, uh, who knows? yeah, man. Same, you know, we, we get our scripts, we open them up, we read, I do a skim through of everything real quick and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm still there. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and then you keep going. Yeah. You have to, you have to keep in mind we are actors and I have to always tell myself like, I'm an actor and this role will end eventually. Yeah. And I have to be prepared for what's next. Like, so the, the work like I do now, yeah. right. The work I do now will land roles two years from now. Yeah. And so like every moment on set, every, every scene I get, just give it everything. And that should hopefully you'll reap the benefits of that, that work two years, three years, four years down the road and the relationships you make and, and, and all those things you do. But you know, this, this too will pass, dude. And I will have to jump onto a new character and, and I hope it's just as exciting and challenging. So I'm going to do the cliche thing. I, I want to talk about some of your other projects, but before we get there, since we're on yeah. this subject, how do you feel that being an army ranger, going to both uh, Borstar, doing all the things that you've done, you know, obviously like going through that pipeline, that selection process is not easy. There's, there's a very limited amount of a small percentage of people that, that, that jump on that challenge and, and take it right. And then serve yep. as long as you've had, you know, both, both active and, and, uh, and reserve status. How do you feel? What did you learn in that community that led you to being successful here? Or is it completely outside of that? No, I mean, there's extreme similarities, man. Like the hierarchies in, in the military is the same as the hierarchy on set, right? The same way you go at being a new private in a platoon, like shut the hell up and listen and learn is the same way I took it. My first downset of my eyes, I shut the hell up and listen and learn. I watched everyone. I saw their jobs. I saw who was great and who, who, who I didn't think was great. And I took from those leaders I believed in, in the military and the leaders I hated in the military. I, I chose not to be like them. Yeah. I do the same on set every single day. I have grown as an actor, not because you know, I'm this, this well-driven dude. I just soak up everyone else's actions and say, Hmm, I like what he did there. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a watcher. I'm a learner. And I've been fortunate enough to have the best acting courses in the world by being on set daily and living it. You know what I mean? And so I've watched JD go through his characters. I've watched, I've watched um, Michael Irby do these incredible things he does. I've seen everyone go through their, their character and their process. Uh, Richard Cabral, holy smokes, dude. You yeah, know what I mean? I've, yeah. been I've been fortunate enough to be right next to these guys as they go through their process. And I'm like, I like that one. I don't like that one. I'm going to take this for me. You know what I mean? And so I did it in, in the military. I saw leaders that were just brilliant and how they managed people. Then I saw leaders who were tyrants, and I was like, I would fight this dude in a second. You know what I mean? And and I I I formed my own conclusion and my own styles based off these people I loved and hated. And the same goes in in acting. You know, I I don't feel entitled for anything. I feel like I need to earn it, and so I'm out here working. And then I come home and work on it more. And so. Same as like so. So this dude just just on the same thing. I'll answer it in a little bit different. 
a guy messaged me the other day, hey, I'm a veteran, man, and, and I'm getting out of the military. Why don't you help find me a role in Mayans? I, I look really good for this part, right? And I said, homeboy, let me fucking talk to you like a military dude right now. I, this is coming from Sergeant First Class Retired Vargas, right? <laughs> yeah. You didn't fucking, yeah, and I said, you didn't go to fucking war without training, did you? You didn't join the military without basic training, did you? I said, don't ever fucking come to me and say you want to be an actor without training first. That's disrespect. I said, go do the fucking work. Go put the work in. All right. And then yeah, go put the work in. And once you do that, and I see it. Maybe I have a chance to help, but that's not how this world goes. Dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not, how, that's not how this works. Like, I think people think it's very easy to reach out to me and say those things because they've seen me uh, on the YouTube and progression and they don't see the behind the scenes of the progression, right? Yeah. They just saw, like, oh, this dude was on YouTube and now he's on oh, TV. I, this I personally cool. know the progression. I've seen, and that's right. kind of that's why I want to ask these questions because it's not as just simple as like, oh, Vince got big on Instagram and social media, and boom, he landed a job like that. Like, dude, you were selling cars a few years ago, selling cars and Uber at the same time, right, bro? Not even that during COVID, um, but in between seasons, I was picking up urine from addiction clinics. I remember. Okay, that. I was delivering. Working. Yeah, I was delivering urine to a lab for people for, for addiction clinics. I got highly involved in addiction clinics and started speaking at them and everything. And it was beautiful. Yeah. But because of COVID, there was eight months of no pay and there was no no end in sight. Dad got to get a job. And you were doing sales? Like, job there, interviews. there was like, sa you were doing sales. sales at some point too? Yeah, I started just picking up and then I went into sales. I, pr I promoted, right? You know what I'm saying? But dude, that's how I hustle. You know what I'm saying? That first job interview was like, aren't you in the Mayans? <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I'm here right now. So let's, let's do this work. <laughs> but I think people, and that's what I'm, and, and I, so do you think it's a, you know, obviously I, you know, I, I've been very blessed and I'm very fortunate to be as successful as I am. Um, with that said, I've worked, you've seen me work for a decade to get to where I'm at. Right. Do you think it, it is something that you learned coming up as a young man in Ranger Regiment? Or do you think it's a, a certain percentage of a human being, of a person, who can take that selection process, go to special operations, excel? Is that the same mentality that takes them into being successful? Or is it is it learnt behavior? Like, what do you, what's your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, I think... I think the reason I'd even go further back. Okay. I think my character and how I've gotten through Ranger Battalion was the same way I got through growing up in LA, surrounded by gangs and choosing sports and being success and, 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 and finding success in sports. Right. Uh, I think the characteristics of knowing, understanding my strength, the street smarts I was raising, my father who taught me be 10 minutes early before early, you know what I'm saying? Like all these things I was fortunate enough to have and compiled throughout my life has kind of taught me how to, get into the military and special operations that don't quit there, right? Like right. baseball taught me resiliency and I've done it since I was four, all the way up until I was 22 and got it taken from me because I'm an idiot, right? Like my own choices. Yep. But that taught me resiliency. Growing up in an area where like dudes are joining gangs and getting shot, you know what I'm saying? Growing up from a dad who was involved in gangs and changed his life, like seeing all these things was like, oh, my mother was poor as you can, it, she picked fruit at a young age. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. my mom said she picked strawberries and cotton growing up. You know what I mean? They got, they got used toys for Christmas. So I was fortunate enough to have all this, 
background and like lessons learned and taught by these people who experienced life. And I was able to take that and, and continue to move with it. I, I have two parents who probably shouldn't have been as successful as they were, but they took chances, they took risks and they worked their asses off, dude. And so that's the foundation of me. I didn't want to be, I didn't want to embarrass my dad and say I quit is why I didn't quit in Rangers in Ranger selection. Right. I didn't want to quit because my dad, I was embarrassed to say, Hey pops, and, I didn't do it. And, the, you know cut, what I'm and the cut man's a Marine as well. Oh, he's a Marine, bro. Yeah. Like, and he's made, you know, it dude, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. waking up at 7am, the half the day was gone to him. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's what you say. He go wake up 7am. Half the day is gone. And you're like, Saturday, homie, I'm trying to sleep in. You know what I mean? Like my pops was the drill sergeant in my life that showed me a lot of things like hard work. That man, as much as our relationship growing up wasn't this mentorship, he was there in, in, he was teaching me through his own actions. He worked harder than anyone I've ever seen. He would sacrifice everything for his family. And that made me want to be the way I am today. That's a great point. I, I, and I, and I talk about this a lot. You know, we, we do coaching with the Agogi and, you know, majority of our customers are niche really as fathers, husbands that have kind of let themselves yeah. lie. They need to get back on the track. And I say this a lot because, and most of the reasons why they jump on the program and join us is because they, they, they look in the mirror and they go, Ooh, I'm not setting the example for my family. So you just said, and, and I remember you and you and your dad's uh, relationship was tense at times growing up, but yeah, you just, you just said something, even though that it was tense and he might not have been as loving, you know, a big, like, like we are at, with our kids now. Right. Right. Um, he, you said he set the example. Was that yeah. the, was that the key indicator? Was that like, yeah, bro, that's it. You see how hard he works. I remember being like. 13 and that's an age where you don't really acknowledge things you're just like living life and i remember it's like 13, 14 i'm like yeah, yeah. i'm like damn this dude does work hard he was working at the fire department for freaking three days straight comes home my mom has a list of honeydews that he's got to get done and then he also does framing on the side like the dude wouldn't stop right he, he just was he put his work boots on he put his freaking his his his, his his hammer belt whatever the heck that i mean he's a he's a man's man dude you know what i'm saying he comes back from one of the fire department, comes back and does man's man's work. And I'm like, this dude don't stop. And it ain't for him, bro. Like it wasn't for, he didn't get, you know, there's no gratification. Getting his, getting his kicks off. <laughs> yeah. No, his, his kicks was having six beers by the end of the night, hanging out with us. Like yeah. that was, that was like an incredible thing. I've never told him that. I wish I told I wish I, I'm going to tell him now. Cause I have the chance to, Yeah. but like, I've never told him like, I saw it. I saw how hard you work. Bro, I've had a job since I was 15. Yeah. And the, and the one thing I've learned from my dad is work. Like, just work, dude. Work, right? And my mom says, you know, Vinny, out of, out of everyone, I know one thing. You'll never go starving. You'll find work. And it's like, yeah, that's just my character. But that's something given to me by dad. So, yeah, and that's what, and I, and I tell people that. I'm like, listen, your kids aren't going to listen to you. They're not going to hear you. But they're going to see everything that you do. Yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna see every little thing that you do, and that's what I think. very impressionable. Yeah, and I think that's the most important thing is is leading by example and and setting that standard. Um, even if we fall short in other areas, which we we do, you know, like we're human, right? You're gonna fall short. And, and the thing, you know, what's important to me, Nick, in, in that in that aspect is admitting that to them. Like I've yeah. told them, I said, "Hey, like my oldest daughter, you know, nine, she's nineteen, dude. She's yeah. in college, right?" Like, and I said. 
you know, while, while I was raising you and while I wasn't too, cause I was working, but I was still growing, dude. Yeah. I was still learning. I was still a kid myself figuring it out and saying, you know, maybe that wasn't the best parenting technique. You, you I'm have, sober you, now, right? You and I have had these, had these private conversations cause we have kids the same age. And, yeah. uh, and we did, we made a lot, I made, but I also made a bunch of mistakes or not even necessarily mistakes. I was, lear- you know, they're mistakes now, now that I know, yeah. but looking back, I just didn't know. I didn't know. You, you just, the best part about it though, that me and you is we've grown and yeah. we've identified that there's people that don't, they're like, this is how it's always been done. And it's fine. You're like, well, <laughs> doesn't mean, doesn't mean it can't be better. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, if I did exactly what, if my dad did to me what his dad did to him, he would be in prison. Right. Now. Right? Now. Yeah. Yeah. And if I did this, and, you know, it can, this, we, this pattern can continue or it doesn't. Yeah. Right. Well, that's what they say. They say you know, fucked, people, fu- yeah. Fucked up parents create fucked up kids. At some point, you've got to break that cycle. So who's going to be the one that break that cycle and go, uh, it's, it stops with me. And that's part of growth, right? That's part of education. That's part of not being naive and saying, you know what? There's gotta be a better, it didn't feel good that way. Right. And the thing is like, I love my dad, but he wasn't a hugger until he got older. You know what I'm saying? We all get get soft. As we get older, we get a little softer, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know I I I have. Dude, I kiss my son, my daughter. Like I love everybody. I love all you. I give my hugs, you know, and oldest kids are still awkward because I'm like my bad you know I was probably a little awkward you know (laughs) I hugged my 16 year old my 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 second daughter turned just turned 16 and I'm always like trying to love on her and she's like and I'm like oh you'll be all right you're you're getting it regardless (laughs) you're getting it regardless um but it is different man it's it's different uh being you know because I we both reset the clock you know we, we we reset the clock had some kids we're you know Allie and I working on our my fourth, you know, we're currently in the process mm-hmm. and, uh, and you did the same thing and, and, uh, it's so different, man. And, uh, those mistakes that I made back then, I won't make this, the, the, the they won't be there. There'll be a lot, yeah. be very, it'll be very, very different. Now I'm not saying I won't make mistakes. It'll just be different mistakes. Yeah. New ones. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna do my best not to I'm yeah. do my best not to be the guy, the guy I used to be. Right. Yeah. But the, but it's a very different process, right? It's a very different, um, it's almost not fair to the to the older ones. Uh, it's absolutely not fair. They, I, you know, my daughter's mentioned. My daughter Bell's like, ah, Dad, you you're a lot more patient. That's what <laughs> the, like, that's ah, what yeah, my girl said. I they're am. like this. They tell Allie, they're like, this is not how he was. Just so you know, this is not this yeah. is not our dad. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, I know, I'm old. I'm older now. Um, yeah. So, anyways, so. Uh, Back to your projects. So you mentioned yeah. you mentioned that you want to tell veteran stories. You just launched the story. I don't know if it's public yet. I know the showing was just recently. Can you talk about that? Is yeah. that is that a Yeah, yeah. Doing? So I have a I have a production company called Three Branches. There's a Marine, there's the Navy guy, and there's an Army guy. And then we also brought in uh, a very experienced um, showrunner who's not military, but really supports the military. And so three branches is, is a production company that we just produced the gift. And that is the story of Jason Dunham. Um, we are currently shopping it around. We're looking for a home for it. Uh, you know, we have some meetings coming up here soon. We have some bigger names who've seen it and love it. I mean, it, it is emotional. It is gorgeous and it deserves to be told. You know, when, when I got in, 
you know, it was years ago I realized like our biggest influencers in, in society, w- whether you like it or not, is social media, mainstream media, right? Whether it's good or bad, yeah. they're the voice. And if you want to control that voice in any aspect, you have to do it. You know, you have to go in and do it, right? We can't sit back and be like, oh, they're not telling veteran stories fair enough. Well, motherfucker, go tell a story then. Get to writing, get to producing, put yourself in that position, right? And so in with that being said, you know, I connected with a few veterans and we were like, let's do this, man. And so our first shot at this is the Jason Dunham story, the gift and Man, I can't tell you how proud I am about it. I am so proud about how it turned out, the story being told, and and hopefully, um, you know, we can get it on the big screen so more people can hear that story. What is, uh, how do people support that particular project right now? Um, you know, right now it's, it's in a phase where no one can really support it in a sense. It's more like, you know, you can go follow our, our, our social media page if you want to, and you know, as a new project comes up, there's a couple that are on the table that we're, we're bidding for. We, we're trying to get life rights for several other bigger names. And, you know, as we, as we do just support, support by watching, you know what I mean? Share it and tell people that's really all you can do at, at this point. You know, um, if it gets on Netflix, you'll see me post and, and, and I recommend everyone getting a chance to watch it. I think, I think those stories are important because it, it, say, say somebody watches this, right. And then they get, you know, they're like, Oh, it's cool. You know, whatever. But then you that, that one person shares it. This is the power. You know, there's a lot of negatives of social media, but this is the power of social media as well. And and you and I both know this because we've gotten these messages. That one person shares it, and then one person just happens to catch it and watches it, and it impacts them in a way to where it saves their life. Yeah. Or it changes no, their for life sure. to where it down. And that's, and that's the, to me, that's the most, the fact that you can create something. You can spend... $100,000 and it saved one life. That's worth it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wild how art uh, can be more impactful than just the word, right? I can tell you like, Hey, his story is incredible. It, it's inspiring. And you're like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Then you watch it and you're like, Oh my God. It hits, it hits like, right what? here. Yeah. So it, it broke my wife. She's sitting next to me and she, 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 it broke her and it, it, it kind of, I think it's humbling. I think it puts things in perspective and it also makes you very proud of our young men who are, and women who are willing to sacrifice whether, whether you believe we should or shouldn't be there is irrelevant. That's, it's irrelevant. Yeah. No, we, we go there and for many different reasons, whether it's for college, for camaraderie, for family, whatever the reasons you join, but the willingness to sacrifice for others is really the heart of what we are as Americans. And it's, and it's, it's really beautiful story. And, 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 and people get that confused a lot about, you know, the country and all that kind of stuff. And, but you know, from you and I, those situations, when you're in a situation like that, you're not really thinking about your, your country. You're not thinking about, you're thinking about the people you have around you. That's, and, yeah. and, and people have a hard time understanding that, you know, but when you're in the moment, you're not thinking about, yeah stateside you're not thinking about the american flag and patriotic and all that kind of stuff you're thinking about the dudes around you going shit we got to get to work Cause yeah because of, of these guys these are, my, these are my brothers these are these are my kids if you're raising them if they're right. if they're your subordinates and you're like i'm gonna risk everything for this guy everything you know what i mean yeah and i'm 100 cool with that you yeah. know what i mean yeah and that's and, and there's 
you know, America's in this really weird space where like social media wants it to look bad and this and that, and, and people kind of take those narratives and run with them or whatever they want to do. I don't care, right? I don't care. I still really, really love the, this land of opportunity and what it's afforded my families, right? I really love the root of what I continue and I will always continue to believe in the heart of what it is and what it's meant to be. So talking about, talking about specifically like you, you kind of brought up the the america and the land of opportunity and things like that and you're right right now there's a lot of you know due to social media and people you know talking a lot of whatever i think there's a big misconception of what this country still has to offer comparatively yeah. to the rest of the world and you and i have traveled the world so we see we see the what's out there we know what 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 evils lay out there and i was even talking to my daughter about travel and how it's different than it was 20 years ago and, yeah. and where you can go and you know the fact that just our neighbors to the north of us i mean that the fact that they don't even have a first amendment like yeah dude it's uh, it's funny it seems like more americans who sit in a position of of like privilege hate America. <laughs> and it's so, it's funny to me. It's like you sit in a, in, a, in a position of privilege to have the opportunity to actually not like it. But then recently we had 30, 40 migrants or uh, me, illegal immigrants die for a chance and having the opportunity to get to America. And why would people from other, if it's so horrible yeah. here, why are they yeah, it's, killing themselves it's so hard. to get here? It's a hard thing for people to like sit here and be like, oh, America's not great. Like you can say that all you want. It's fine. And you have the right to say that, which is dope, right? Yeah, which right? is cool. It's awesome, right? Yeah, that you but, get to have an opinion. Yeah, but having a, a wider lens on that perspective, you should say, wow, but why are people dying to get here? It's because you sit from in a position of, of privilege and you can say that, like you can question this, but everyone still wants to come here. Every actor, singer, they make success here. From every country, they come here for success, for financial uh, gain, right? For business, for all these different things. It's a very interesting thing. Like, you know, you have the right to say all the things you want. And, and, and politically, it's a hard time for everyone, right? Like left, right, blah, blah, blah. all that stuff is, is, is such drama. But the truth is, we still live in a place where the harder you work, you can find success. You can feed your family, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to hit a topic that might be controversial in my world, but um, just just the other day, it was yesterday, James Franco, is that his name, James Franco, the actor? Yeah. Is that his first name, James? I think so. I don't know his first name, Franco, yeah, I think it is James. He just got, um, they just put on deadline that he, he got cast for, to play the role of, of Castro, the Cuban, you know, yeah. whatever, yeah. right? Dictator. And the Hispanic community went nuts, dude. They're pissed. They're pissed because why didn't a Hispanic get cast for that role? And like, I get that. I get it's this thing. It's this thing that, that people do, and it's not just acting. It's everywhere. But like, well, I think Hispanics. There's a lot of great Hispanic actors. There is. There's tons. Um, but why didn't they cast a Hispanic? I was like, well, because whoever's producing it didn't want to cast a Hispanic. Whoever's producing it, whoever's at the at the the top of that chose James Franco for whatever reason. And it's probably James Franco himself who's putting the money for this, right? Like that's the truth. 
And so it's so so many people can get offended by these things. And, and what I've been trying to tell these guys, like, you can't sit here and get offended because people have created this for themselves. You got to go create it for your fucking self. Oh, how how long you know, has that dude been like at it, bro? Right? Like he, and, he, and, he's, and got where, he's got to where he's got to where. He can he if he wants that show to go greenlit, he can go. Well, I'm going to put my own money on it. I'm going to be an executive producer. Done. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, Phil Cash, that's going to be a great one for my career. Here's freaking twenty mil. I'm in. <laughs> and and so I can't get mad at that. All I can no. do is be um, inspired by. Fuck, that's fucking crazy. Let me do the same. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's that's how I'm driven. I'm not driven by like watching, being like jealous, like. Oh, that's crazy. I wish a Hispanic got them. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll be the Hispanic to write the next fucking big film. Maybe I'll be the Hispanic to produce the next big film if that's what it is. Yeah. Right? The same thing as I'm doing in acting is like, you want a veteran film that's more honest or whatever you want to say? Go make it. Go write it. Go fucking do it, dude. And st- sit, stop sitting there in front behind your computer complaining that, oh, my, oh, there you go. Hollywood does it wrong again. Well, then, bitch, go write it. Go do it yourself, dog. Or shut the fuck up, right? Because that what you do online talking shit about these movies, you're not doing shit in your own life to fucking change that. Same as like, well, we should change these laws. Well, then bitch, go run for fucking politics, homie. Go be a lawyer and fight this shit. Too many motherfuckers sit back and complain and not fucking take charge, take action. I'm not going to sit here and say, damn, I didn't get an award for acting. Bitch, be better. I will be better. I will fucking make it so you can't turn the fucking turn the TV. I will be so good at this shit that you can't take your fucking eyes off me. And if I still don't win an award, who gives a fuck? I'll do it again. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I see this. The only reason I'm like too many people want to point blame on why they're not getting the chances and opportunities in life. It, here it is, homie. <laughs> it's you versus you in this motherfucker, dog. I will be a writer in Hollywood. I'll be a great writer in Hollywood. And I'll produce and green light shows left and fucking right because I decided that I wanted to be the guy in the position who, who creates the voice. That's how I'm doing it. I'm not going to sit and complain. I'm going to think, you know what? I know I need to. I just put myself through a year of fucking screenwriting course, right? I'm going to put myself through a master's now too because I want to get that good at this shit. Yeah. Right? I'm writing scripts all the fucking time because I know now that uh, from acting, I know now the creator of the show is the voice. How do I get there? I've watched four years of this shit, dog. How do I get there? I've had conversations and lunches and dinners with Elgin. Hey, I want, I want to pick your brain. Let me ask questions. I've called five Hollywood well-known writers and interviewed them. I said, this won't go public. This is me asking questions. What's your process? How do you do it? What do you, I did this. I said, if you don't mind giving me an hour of just interviewing, they're like, yeah, dude, no one's ever done this before. Cool. Asked every fucking question I could. I pulled from that knowledge and I'm going to continue doing that. And I'm doing that with now creators and I just, I just hit up fucking Tyler Gray and said, dog, let me shadow you in directing once. Just, I'll pay my ticket. Let me just stand there and watch you for one episode of a show. That's how I'm doing this. I'm going out of my way to learn and fucking get information and then I'm going to attack and I'm going to put my stories out into the world. That's how I'm doing this. And that's, I think everyone could use that same idea in their own goddamn fucking life. Anything, anything, anything. Bro. real estate, ice cream business, anything. fucking lemonade stand, anything. It doesn't you matter. You see a competitor kicking your ass, fucking figure it out, dude. Work harder. <laughs> Work. That's it. That's it. I don't know. That's how I see it, bro. I, I just, I just never, I tried my, 
and I find myself kind of victimizing myself here and there, like in thought, like, ah, oh, damn, that would be a good role for me. Yeah, but it's not. So fucking get, get yourself in a position where it is. Okay, I have something on this, but I'm going to ask, what's your process? When you feel that little green-eyed monster kick in, you're like, oh, damn. Damn, I should be there. Or I should, like whatever, you, whatever that little nasty little bullshit that creeps into your the back of your head and then comes up yeah. to your front. What's your process for go, for kicking his ass out and going, nah, bro, get the fuck. There's no place for you here. I always think like everyone's human, and they're no better than me, right? How do they do it? Let me get down to the root of that and let me start doing it myself. Like I have to. I'm like, fuck. How's this motherfucker a billionaire? Huh. I don't really care to be a billionaire, but I'm saying like, how, yeah. what the fuck did he do? I learned their story. I, I, I read these fucking dudes and I'm like, cool, I'll find my way. Right. But I have to, like, I see dudes that are, I'm not a, like, I'm not a car guy. I'm not a, like, I'm not a property guy. I'm not anything. None of that stuff excites me. Right. But I am like, I, I follow a lot of bodybuilders cause I enjoy the aesthetics of it. Like I just love it. And I watch these dudes and I listen to them and I just find it interesting, but that's how I like, I, I fuck being jealous. Learn, dude, educate. Like, and, and I do that though. I do get jealous. I watch them like, like I see a uh, uh, fucking homeboy, the wrestler, um, Batista, Dave Batista, who got that, yeah. that role of Drax. Yeah. Besides that role, every other role he's done, I feel like, damn, I could have done that. You know why I don't? Cause I don't have the same abs, homie. I don't have the same shoulders. I'm not fit like the dude. Right. So, I can't sit here and bitch, get in the gym. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like that's, that's my motivation is like, I, I want I, the rock. I don't think he's the most incredible actor in the world, but he's a great fucking entertainer and he's brilliant at what he's doing. Yeah. He's creating this empire around him, bro. I can't ever compete with that dude until I fucking get shoulders and biceps like the motherfucker. Right. I don't know if I ever want to, to be honest, but I'm saying I can't sit and bitch because I'm nowhere near the aesthetics, the, the, the things that he's done. Like I'm in my world. I have my space. So I just try and look at what they've done, find a way of doing it myself. And so that's how I've done everything. Like I've watched Richard Cabral before Mayans. I thought he was dope as fuck. I'm like, man, I wish I, I, I really want, I don't need, like I always tell myself, I didn't know if I can get myself to that emotional state on film with 40 people in a fucking room, but yeah, I want to. He's incredible. Yeah, he's incredible. Yeah. yeah. And then this season, 40 people in a fucking room, I did my scene and everyone's crying. Bitch, I did it. Yeah. Next, I can do that. I don't put the barrier for myself. So anytime I see someone, I'm like, mm, I want that. Cool. Get it. Let's start working. I wanted a bachelor's degree. I'm four classes away from it. I want my 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 want. I want a master's. I'm starting my classes in January. Like, I want things. There's no boundary for it. I go do it. The the two things that I use, um, one being. When, when that little thing creeps in, I go, okay. Instead of saying, feeling that like that little green-eyed monster, that jealousy thing kick in, you know, I just go, I'm fuck, I'm so happy for them. Change the narrative immediately. Yeah. Bro, I'm stoked for you. Even if yeah. you're lying to yourself, be happy for other people's, I'm, and, and, and you get, eventually you get to a place where it's real. You're, yeah. you want your friends, you want your network to win because when they win, and they're in your network. I always say your network is your net worth, right? Yeah, yeah. Be happy yeah. to be be happy for the people around you to win. Two, yeah, bro. Two, don't. I'm gonna add to it after both. Don't <laughs> don't compare your chapter one to their chapter fifteen. Mm, love that. Don't compare that. it. 
Like yeah, we're, I, we're I, I mean, I, when you, when I first got out and I started getting into the entrepreneurial world, I'm like, shit, man, I'm old. I spent 12 years in the, in the military. You know, these guys have been doing yeah. it since 18. They're fucking 12 years ahead of me. Like, fuck, I'm behind, yeah. man. I, I'm con for a while. I had this like idea that I wasn't at the level that I, I felt I should be for my age. Like, mm -hmm. I'm like, and then it hit like, homie, they've been at it for a decade. Yep. We're, you're on two different levels. Now I'm not yeah, saying dude, that and, you, and you won't get there, but you're not, you're, you're yeah. chapter one. Wait till you get to chapter 15, but you got yep. to do the work. Two parts on that. Go ahead. There's two parts of that I want to add, dude, is that I believe in abundance. Like I don't, I don't, I don't sit off of like scarcity. Nah, fuck like that. there's room for you to get it. There's room for me to get it. We could all eat, right? We all eat at this table. So there's, there's enough money sense, out there. Yeah. Yeah. So in that sense, I've never, if anyone asked me like, how can I get to this? Like, here's the, here's the path. How can I, here's the path. I'll give them every answer that whether they do or not, it doesn't matter. It's relevant, but I give you everything I fucking got and you go do it. So that's why I've never been jealous in that sense or scared. Like I'm not a, um, you know, I'm not a gatekeeper. Yeah. Keeping so up, like the information. Yeah. Yeah. Have it all, have it all. Good luck. Right. Because I also believe, I also believe in this, it's a, it's a, it's a war of attrition. Not everyone could go through this that I did. Not everyone put themselves almost in debt to then get to the point right here where you're like, ah, contract signed, right? None, a lot of people are willing to put themselves through the shit to get on the other side, right? The Andy Duke frame of fucking the Shawshank Redemption, right? They're right. like crawling through shit. To get, right. You know right. what I'm saying? So, so, so the, the war of attrition, like there's not a lot of people who can sustain this for as long as I have and continue to go forward and, and get, get a no after no after no after no after no, fail, 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 boom, win. Yeah. So that's why I don't, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. I know me. The, and I talked about this in the last, last podcast. The reason why people don't make it, you can give them the, you can give them the golden map, bro. The golden map. Mm -hmm. But, and I talked about this in the last pod, last podcast with, uh, with John Rush, I Johnny Slicks. And we talk about like, as you're, as you're, as you know, ascending, you start mm -hmm. to ascend, call it whatever you want to call it. You can call it whatever you want to call it. You can call it God testing your faith. You can call it the universe. You can call it, you're going to hit some walls. Yep. The universe, something is going to start throwing wrenches in your gears. Yeah. You're going to hit that sludge point where it's, it's all, it's just, you feel like you're, you're, you got center blocks on your feet walking through tar. That's, yep. that's when people give up. Dude. That's, that's where. That, and, and what's crazy to me is when I'm looking at it now, you know, being on the other side of that, right. Where everything is starting to become easier, like yeah. making money is easier. Things are like, yeah. but people quit. And what they don't realize is like, dude, you're, you're at the end of that muck. Oh yeah. And they, yeah. Just, and they fold. They're like, it's too hard. It's too hard. Well, so after season two, I'm gone from my family. I'm paying for all my travel. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting a few lines. I'm not proud of the position as an actor because I feel like that's not acting. I'm, I'm a glorified background, right? Now, I loved everything about it. I was super blessed, like all grateful, but si sitting there like, this is not worth it. The I'm reality, tell, tell people, the reality, the money is not what they thought, what they thought it was at that time. No, not at all. Yeah. I was I was losing money. I made more money in in urine picking up than I would have. <laughs> uh, than I would have on, on mine. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, because I was a I was a reoccurring guest star at the SAG minimum, right? Yeah. And it was actually weird. I don't know how this works, but it was negotiated below the minimum. So yeah, I don't, you, gotta, I, you know, and so you got a real good, real yeah. good contract. <laughs> and and I'm not local hire, but the only way I'd ever get the job is if I was a local hire. Yeah. Right. So it's like, oh, so you're not paying for any kind of travel, any kind of arrangements for housing, nothing. And then I still got to get home and try and be a father to my kids and everything else. And so like for two years, like me and Christy were like, is this worth it? Like, is it time to walk away? I applied for federal protective service. Babe, you want to come and say hi? No. Okay. (laughs) She's she's not ready. But I applied for federal protective service. I got hired by federal protective service. I I reapplied for ICE for a direct hire because I, I was border patrol, but there's an ICE here. I was like, we might have to find plan B, right? And, and I'm okay with that, right? I'm like, I'm content with it's just, just being home forward, again. No matter what, always, yeah. always. Right, no matter forward, what, yeah. I need the family to be in a good position. I need to feel confident and comfortable. And that only feels good when I know the family's taking care of. And then I got a maniac over there. Sorry about him. Nice. <laughs> but th- that's the thing is that I went two years of complete doubt. Yeah. Like, there's no way I'm making this. But financially, we're putting ourselves a hole. The third season, they like they gave me a little bit more, and I was ready to walk. I was like, "Fuck this, dude!" I I had a conversation with Algernon. I was just like, "I said, bro, I don't know if it's worth it. I don't know if it's worth it anymore." He goes, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "Dude, I'm missing everything of my kids during the week. The sports, the wrestling, which I've raised them and I've coached them for so many. Years. I'm missing wrestling seasons, right?" The money is like killing me, dude. I, I leave here, go straight to another. I leave mine to go straight to another job just so I can keep the lights on. Like, I don't know. He goes, what's the plan? Going into season four, I legitimately called him and said, and this is not, I've never been public about this and I hope he doesn't get upset, but I said, sorry, I have a dude that's gone crazy. I mean, you can barely hear him. It's, it's good. You can barely hear him. Okay, good. I said, I need a contract or I'm probably going to walk away. And he's like, really? I said, dude. I put the pros and cons and uh, I'm, I'm suffering, right? The family's struggling in the sense of I'm not home and we're not making good money. What? You know what I mean? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? Um, and he goes, then when you go to negotiate, fight for it and I'll back you. He's like, just, I'm just gonna, I, I believe in you, right? You did, you did your work. You've done, you've done the sacrifice for three freaking years Make it even four for the first pilot. You know what I mean? You've, yeah, yeah. you've endured. You've proven yourself to really want to be here and do the work. And whether it was that conversation or it was already on the on the table, I don't know. I got a contract. It was probably already <laughs> on the table, yeah. But the point, is, the the table, point yeah. is you had to walk through the fire to get to the other side. And, and very few are willing to sacrifice and do that work. And I tell people yeah, all dude. the time that the price for success is pain, misery, and suffering. You want yeah. like you think this shit's gonna come easy? It's not. Like you want to go to the other side. No. You want to go to the next level. You're gonna be fucking tired. You're gonna be tired. Yeah. That's what it is, man. It's, yeah. That's the price you pay. That's it. Yeah. Like if you're willing, if I you're agree. willing to accept that, if you're willing to accept pain, misery, and suffering is the way. I mean, look, look at going through, going through rip, right? Going through selection, going through whatever. What is it? You want to get to the other end? You just gotta be comfortable with pain, misery, and suffering. You're comfortable with pain, misery, and suffering. Bro, you're gonna make it. You're gonna be all right. But if that if that little if that inner bitch gets into you, gets its hooks into you, and you're not willing to Bro, suffer, I, 
And there's a long list of dudes. There's a long list of dudes that started the path and, and are now doing something different because it wasn't for them. Right. And it's not for everyone, right? Oh. It's not for everyone, right? In, in Ranger School, they say it's not for the fan heart, you know? Um, this career field's not easy, dude. It'll, it'll, it'll kick you in the, it'll kick you in the dick. It, I, so here's, here's a cool for people to understand. I've landed one audition my whole career and that's six years of doing this one audition mind. I've never landed an audition since the only time I've ever been to anything else, either I produced it or I just, they, they called me and said, Hey, we like it, but I've never actually, there's only, there's only one. So one audition, everything else. It was like, we I, want Vince Vargas. I've, yeah, I've auditioned for Terminal List four times. Didn't get it. Uh, I mean, I mean, the list goes on. I mean, we can say, we can say SWAT, Wi-Fi, like everything, any show you've probably seen, I've auditioned for. Wasn't for me. Didn't get it. Like, dude, every I have an audition today. Probably not going to get that one either. And I'm okay with that. I'm going to give it my best. Well, it's like, and fuck. It's, it's like anything, right? If you, that's what, that's what, it, I'm glad you said it because you're going to have a hundred auditions to get that one. It might be yep. 200 to get that one. Difference might be a thousand dog. Doesn't matter. But you know, this. I've set myself up that I can continue to do this. And if not, then I'll direct. And if not, then I'll produce. And if not, then I'll write. That's how I've been able to justify, like I'll stay in the career field. Yeah. Cause I've been able to open up revenues of, uh, you know, revenue streams in all different spaces. If I sell, um, if I sell the gift. Okay, cool. There's a paycheck there. Yeah. Family eats, right? We, eat, you know, if I sell a script, I, I, I'm, I'm negotiating right now to help rewrite a script. The family eats. I have a publishing deal right now with the book. I turn it, I turn in my first version of this book. I'm writing my memoirs, the border Trace, right? I'm writing that book right now. I turn that in and we see what happens. And if that book does well, the family eats, you know what I'm saying? And so I've been able to create multiple revenues in this space. Uh, and that makes it comfortable to continue to chase this wild ass dream of being a creator, showrunner, writer, actor. <sighs> Nutty. But you created, you created your own future. You're creating your own life. And I think that people underestimate that. You underestimate the power of creating your own path. You have the power to create your own path in life and not be a slave to your circumstance. And again, absolutely. that's, that's what's so fucking great about America, man. Because you can't do that in other places. No, you can't, dude. Everyone comes here for that. Yeah. Everyone comes here for that. Be fucking thankful and grateful for what you have here and what the opportunities you have here. If you want it, go out there and get it. Otherwise, shut the fuck up and sit down. Right? Just angry. People are just angry. And and that's what hurts them. Like the mindset of that. The mindset of the, the, the victim mentality is really and dude, the sad part is our kids see it more than anyone because it's it's kind of their their generation, right? Like yeah. all the kids around them are complaining, complaining. I told my my daughter's like, you know, when you come here all I ever hear you is complain. I was like, and if you don't like things, fix it. And she, it just doesn't register. She just looks at me like, you're an asshole, dad. <laughs> you're like, you're an asshole, dad. You're not hearing my emotions. Like, no, nah, I hear complaints. <laughs> uh, it's hard It's hard to say your feelings don't matter. You know what I mean? I had that talk, yeah. I had that talk with my team today. It's like, if we operate from a place of emotions or motivation, right? We operate from a place, yeah. well, I'm not motivated to go to the gym today. Well, Okay. Well then, don't bitch about don't bitch about no no uh, you know no improvements. Yeah. Let's not complain and your pants don't fit. Yeah. Let's not complain about how you don't like the way you look in the mirror because you just made an excuse on why you can't do it. 
Like I could, I, I can tell you this. I'm not physically in the shape that I want to be in. I don't complain too often. The person I complain to is my wife. That's my person. That's my, that's my, that's my bounce. Uh, uh, I don't even know how to say my backstop. And like in base. that that's the person I can say, fuck, I'm so mad at myself. I just had a fucking ice cream when I'm trying to stay clean on my diet. That's the one person I'm allowed to do that with. What does she and say? she's allowed to do that with me. What does she say? And she goes, oh, it's okay, babe. It's okay. okay. I love you'll, you. You'll be good. Now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which is, you know, whatever she says, that it just feels good. But, but yeah. I know it's not the answer. She just yeah. supports. She's my person that I can, I can throw all my shit on. I try not to, but I can throw all my shit. And she can throw it on to me. And we both go, okay. Well, how do we get, how do we fix that? How do we yeah. get that? Right. Cause I say, you know what? I'm getting on a meal plan. She goes, okay, that's fine. I'll do it too. Cool. Right. But that's my one thing. I can say that to her, but I know it's me. I know I'm not in the shape cause I, it, 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 I went through a phase of struggling, right? Mentally, emotionally, physically. I made every excuse you can think of your heart. And now I'm in a place where my heart, right. Yeah. That was, that was a psychological thing I had to get over. Like if I, I, I always tell myself, I know how I'm going to die next. It's going to be a heart issue. And knowing that fucking sucks, yeah. right? Yeah. It makes me emotional thinking about that because I know that either one day I'm not going to wake up or I'm going to be on a treadmill or I'm going to be outside with my kids and my heart's not going to work, right? Yeah. And that scares me that they're going to have to go through that, right? But we all know. I kicked up from a, the other day from a, from a cramp in my, my, my leg and the scream was like, everyone comes out like looking like, is it that time? Right? Is it just heart, right? And that sucks, dude, that we've, we've gone through this as a family. But, you know, I have to, I had to own that and say, it's okay. Like I've, I've set up my life in a way I'm content with that. Right. We have all the measures in place that if that does happen, it's fine. It's financially okay. Uh, I do everything I can to like for them to just appreciate my time here. I, I yeah. give them all the love I possibly can, you know, and all I can do is like, I will not allow that to slow me down because if it does, well then it's killed me already. Yeah, you know what I mean? And so that, yeah. Right. And so, so I wake up, I've been waking up early. I go to the gym and I, that's my time for myself. And I'm slowly working on getting myself where I need to be. I, 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 I'm, I'm mad at myself, but as well as I'm, I, I know what the answer is, right? Like, like I know I'm the issue, but I'm also the answer. Well, it goes back to and what so you said. I, yeah. It goes back to what you said at the beginning of the podcast is like, don't be pissed off at the results that you didn't work for. The right. Results that you didn't right. get, so that you don't have because you're not willing to do the work. Can't be mad at that. Right. So I can't get mad at Yeah. I can be mad at myself, but I also got to be like, ah, all right, yeah, 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 but you're, you're also the issue. Let's go fix it. You know what I mean? And so getting around that mindset is my, is my battle, but at least I know that. And I admit that to myself because when you can't even own your own shit, you're right. never going to fucking change, dude. That's, That's the thing is I, I, I coach football right now for my son. Right. And one of the kids on the team, he makes every excuse in the book. I said, let me tell you something, dog. <laughs> so just like, like, let me tell you something, dog. Stop making excuses. If you're nervous to tackle, that's okay. Let yourself know that. Tell yourself, I am nervous to tackle. And then go, I said, go look at the definition of courage. Read that thing. Memorize that thing. Yep. And also know that this is just a sport. You can get better at it, right? But don't let yourself get, make an excuse like, oh, no, no, I just did this. Oh, no, that what happened was like, stop. Admit that that's your weakness. And that's okay. We can get better than that, right? You have to admit your shit, dog. And if you don't, you will not grow. That's just the bottom line of it, right? Yeah, like, like people are like, oh my life is a mess. Well, look at the mirror, dog. You're drinking. You know, you're you're not truthful. You're not working hard. Everyone who ever hits me up, dude, I always tell them, let's 
let's see what you're doing in life. And it's probably because whatever you're doing is contributing to your fuck ups. Right. I don't drink no more. And it's been a blessing. It's just something that I've learned. I'm really bad at. I'm really bad at around the same time for that exact reason. It's like, what's the return here? That's right. What's the investment here? There's absolutely none. I've done my share. It's all negative. We've done it together in the same room several times. You know what I'm saying? And in the end, you realize I didn't grow to be a better person. The conversations were probably great. And I forgot, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, Everything that that brings to my life is actually wasted time and wasted time does not make sense in my life anymore. Get the fuck out of here. Right. Next, I'm trying to grow and with growth means no wasted time. Drinking has become a waste for me. And then for those who are listening that are special operations, uh, my special operations friends, all of them who have ever committed suicide, rest all their souls, right? We're all drinking. Yep. There's a study out there, Nick, that says post-traumatic stress, TBI, and alcoholism combined, combined creates suicide ideation. A no-shit chemical imbalance in the brain that occurs because of those things. You're telling me that I have post-traumatic stress, every explosion we've ever dealt with and breaching doors and everything else, yeah. TBI, and drinking. And you're going to stack drinking so you're telling on top me like, of that. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and play Russian roulette every day I drink? That's fucking crazy. That doesn't make, it doesn't compute. You know what I mean? So once I figure that out, I'm like, no, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. There's better things in life for me. You know, one of the things that I noticed that with my, like when I stopped drinking, my personal growth and, and success went through the roof. Not necessarily initially, yeah. but the, the, the bar graph, if you want to look at the bar graph. Yeah. Like, it was like, boom, it was like this. And all of a sudden quit drinking. She's trying to, she's trying to give me like veteran suicide uh, help. I found this on the web. Um, the bar graph of growth and success, like at that point, yeah. started to take off. Yeah, dude. It's 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 a funny thing that we've been trained. We've been socially trained that this yeah. is okay and it's normal. Especially right? in the military, right? There's a culture of drinking in the military. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, and let's, let's double on my end, Hispanic family, father, right, who's Drug his whole life. I used to have my kids like go get dad him one of his one of his drinks. Yeah. What the fuck? I think of it now. I'm like, oh, what's wrong with you, kid? What are you doing, kid? Yeah. But the blessing I've given my kids is they saw dad don't drink no more. Yeah, that they've seen it. Like I didn't tell them, I didn't teach them. I just did it. Just showed them, right? Yeah, because drinking was something that was just. I, I told myself it's what I do. It was part of my character, part of my personality, and I didn't see nothing wrong with it. Until I matured and been like, man, I've never done it right. You know what I mean? And and I, I don't even know why I would even waste my time with it anymore. And so, yeah, we've been raised, dude. We're, we're in a culture of drinking, and it's what they told us. And we also didn't know that that was also what could be killing us. Yeah. Crazy, dude. Crazy. Well, dude, uh, I want to get let you get back to your family. What? Where can people find you? Where do you want them to support Vince Fargus? What's next for you? Um yeah, man. Um, you know, the gift is, is, is in negotiations right now. We're trying to figure that out. So wherever you see the gift, um, go check it out and support that film. Uh, it, that is produced by my team at uh, Three Branches Productions. Uh, Mayans MC, go check out all of the, the seasons on Hulu. It, they're, they're airing right now. We got Amazing. season five coming around. It is, it is a great show, and I'm very proud of it. Um, 
currently working on a book. So before that comes out next year, sometime we'll have to jump on another podcast to, to explore 100%. that. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And just talk about that. It's about my time as a border patrol agent. I wanted to create a book that explained the career field in a very fair way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and tell you some of the cool missions that I've been on so that you guys can get excited about it and have some fun with it, man. You know, um, and that's really it, man. Hit me on social media if you guys need me. Hit me up anywhere you want. I'm on TikTok, Facebook, all of them, dude. So uh, just thanks for supporting me and, and know that, you know, um, I'm doing my best to to continue to to keep a good name for us. Yeah, and uh, and, and I use you a lot. I'll, I'll end with this because these are one of the sponsors, obviously, for both of us um, is the Core Medical Group. And a lot of people are like, you know, hey, can I have can I have meds? There you go. <laughs> there you go. Can I can I have kids uh, while on TRT? And I'm like, well, just talk to talk to Vinny, man. He's got like ten kids, and he's he's on he's on TRT. Yeah, What's dude. Fun? Yeah. So yeah, and part of part of my me getting back in shape is I have a really strict regimen right now that I'm following. I, I'm very bad about being strict on my regimen. I just told myself it's time to just get serious, and so me and my boy Mike are, are, are really staying on it and on top of it. And I feel a lot better right now. I'm hoping to go into season five and, and some really good shape and, and really big improvements because, you know, part of my career field is about how I look yeah. and as well as how I feel and for my family's sake as well. And so core medical man, they've been a blessing in my life and continue to bless me. And, and they've been a big part of my, 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 my growth and my, and my mental Same. physical spell. So Same. Yeah, it, it, you gotta be you gotta be tough when as you get old, man. You gotta be you, as you get older. You can't be a bitch. Yeah, that's uh, it. And then you know, and then you know, I I think that I've done a good job no, normalizing that that talk with uh you know with with your hormones and feeling you know having post traumatic stress and feeling a certain way and then being like, listen, dude, like get help, get fixed, like have a better yeah. life. People are gonna talk shit, whatever, man. Let them talk shit. You're gonna be off here it's, feeling it's, awesome. You know, people don't it. get it. Yeah. When I was in the last, in the last month of filming minds, I got off of my supplements because it was just a very emotional time for me. Yeah. And it actually made things harder, right? Like emotionally, I was in a bad place. I came home and got right back onto the red and called Mike. Cause I do, I need to, I need to get this back on. I need to go. I need my blood test going. Let's go. And man, I'm feeling great right now. I'm super, super in a great place, mentally, emotionally, physically, better for you your know, wife. the weight's falling. Better, yeah. Better for your, you know, your relationship, better father. It, the list goes on. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. The list is so I'm in a good place. And so if you guys have questions with that, hit up Nick, hit up me. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to send you right back to Nick. <laughs> They're like, but, uh, no, no you man, can't, you can't be on TRT and, uh, and, and have more kids. And I just post a picture of you and your whole, your whole crew. Yeah, and you, I'm like, well, you see my family. <laughs> We're doing all right. We're doing all right. Well, brother, I, I love you, man. Um, you know, I've been a fan since the beginning, bro. Since the beginning, I believed Thank in you. you. I knew that I knew I saw you way back then. I was like, this dude's going to, I know it. He's going to be, he's going to, he's going to cut. He's going to cut out on his own and he's going to be big. And you've done nothing but that. You've done nothing but that. man. Thank you. And, uh, anyway, I appreciate it. I love you too. Man. Yeah. Go, go follow, go follow Vince Fargus. Uh, he's doing big stuff and, uh, and man, your, your life will be better for it. He sets the example, man. He sets the example for me too. Um, other than that, you guys know the deal. Share this podcast. Share this information with somebody. It might just change somebody's life. And then that, always forward. We'll see you on the next episode.